everyone listening, all you beautiful people out there, welcome back to another episode of Toast or Whatever. My name is Nathan Workman, aka Drangly Rangus. Haven't changed the name yet. And this week I am joined by the most beautiful eyes I've ever seen, the goodest boy, Suicide Squad star, Shane Morris. <laughs> no, 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 Suicide Squad was horrible. Oh, gosh. <laughs> How you doing, Shane? Oh, I was doing good. <laughs> uh, good to <laughs> hear. Until you brought up that I was in that trash fire known as Suicide Squad. You know what? I bring so much joy to people's lives. I figure I, it's time to start bringing a little bit of darkness, you know? Okay, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Like yin and yang. Yin and yang. Karma. I'm um, also joined this week, uh, uh, Caleb. What's up? How you doing? I'm good. Long day. Good. This is the first time we're ever recording, re- recording, recording after a work day. So it's yeah, been so a long, it's a little. It's, it's been a long day. Well, I, I had the day off, so <laughs> <laughs> must be nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he had to work Sunday, so that's gonna be yeah, cool. and that, Saturday that's true. and that's Friday, true. all the good days. I only had to work one there. of those days. Yeah, yeah, and also joining us again, as always, Craig. I'm. I think this is the last episode I'm going to give Craig mentions. Yeah, um, because he lo- <laughs> he lost the one, uh, Gowcast episode me and Caleb recorded, but turns out he backed it backed it up, so it didn't really lose it. So you know, I'm in between. So well, he like this kind of lost. This yeah. is also one of the last episodes we'll be recording with Greg. So, oh, oh that's, that's true. true. I dude. forgot about that. Oh, we should yeah. have a going away party for Craig. That's a good idea. Like, what's your fondest memory of Craig? My fondest memory is when he says, "Now recording." I really like um, when he enters our chat at the start of our podcasts, and he says yeah. that catch line, that catchphrase. Um, Oh, I can't remember what it goes like. Now recording. Yeah, I love when he says that. Yeah. That's My nice. fondest memory was the me first time like... when I didn't expect it. <laughs> when, <laughs> now recording. <laughs> <laughs> enough about Craig. Enough about this useless nonsense. This isn't the Craig Craig cast. The Craig yeah. podcast. Like That's I said, a good before, idea though. <laughs> like I said before, this is toast or whatever, where us three gather around our respective tables for now and, and or about... toasters. And our toasters and talk about whatever the gosh darn heck and heck we want to talk about. Isn't that right, Shane? Yes. Or no. Yes. Depends on what we're feeling. Yes, it is. And this week I'm throwing everybody a curveball. I, I actually Ooh. want to start with my topic. Wow. That never <gasps> happens. Except yeah, that one time that we started Caleb. with conspiracy theories. Yeah, but I figure uh, my topics always get de- deboggled some way, but I'm okay with that because you two what are. Does, what does deboggled mean? Is um, that a de- real word? Yeah, it's the opposite of being boggled. Like, <laughs> to become unboggled. Oh, oh, thank you. The the act of the undoing of boggling. <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my topic is um, are obviously yes, but are there any songs or bands that just move you that go deeper than music? Because me myself am very driven by music, right? I'm a very musical person. I, I'm always listening to music, looking for new music. I love music. So I was curious if there's any like particular songs that you guys have that when it comes on, it either moves you, makes you feel a certain emotion. I'm sure there's more than one, but uh, Caleb, why don't you start off the combo? Uh, 
give me a second to open my Spotify playlist and uh, <laughs> go through some of the music. But like just off the top of my head, um, I don't. Are you talking about like emotionally moving or anything? Or? It it pumps you up, fires you up, makes you cry, makes you laugh. Anything. Well, I don't know if this is like. Well, yeah, this is weird, but um, hard metal and hard rock puts me to sleep. <laughs> nice. um, specifically, usually, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, but when I go to bed, before I go to bed, I'll plug in my headphones, my wireless Samsung um, Galaxy Pluses. It's not sponsored. Sure. Wow. Um, and I'll play Impending Doom, uh, The Sin in Volume 2. that album yeah so what what about that album just so it's just so melodic and it's so like it's not any it's not a technical masterpiece it's not any marvel that's been like expounded upon or breaking any new grounds but they definitely knew what they wanted to do with the album and they they stuck to like a very melodic groovy um kind of bang your head sort of like rhythmic throughout the whole album and it kind of keeps the same pace there's no really like oh let's go super fast or let's go super slow it's all kind of it paces really well and from back to front it's it's a very smooth level album and because it's so consistent in what the album delivers i think it it just puts my mind in like just a pace right. and it, it it doesn't bring it up or down and it doesn't shift it left or right it just keeps it at that center point that my brain my brain requires to be able to kind of um shut down shut off and keep at like a center at like a piece where i am able to fall asleep marvel disagreed with you yeah i know marvel disagreed hardcore um, <laughs> but but yeah that that album definitely slaps and they it's like when when a band perfects their craft almost that that's what that album um just reminds me of or like the vibes it gives towards me is this is like um when iron man came out with the nano suit right this is impending doom's album you know yeah yeah it's like it's like when august burns red dropped messengers and then they had a space of like trying a bunch of different things and then with their newest release uh guardians like that that album is like the culmination of everything that they've ever kind of put out and uh that album slaps so hard yeah for sure <laughs> cool yeah I, i'm sure there's more that uh just as you think of it you can totally yeah uh, i'm looking through my stuff so if shane or you want to talk about answer, it do you have uh, any shane off the top of your head yeah it's one of those weird things where i'm like i'm not one of the the people that's like oh man like i i know lots of things about music like you guys um uh but i do like a lot of stuff when it comes on the radio and it's like i'll just like crank it and it'll like more so when i'm like irritated or frustrated with things or when i'm being a super sad boy um, <laughs> but like uh like 90s uh, grunge <laughs> yeah oh yeah 100 percent. uh or like bad flower ghost or like um alter bridge nothing more um or just whatever's on the radio like whatever's on the like like heavier side of rock on the radio i'll just crank it and i'll like i'll be like this is perfect and it, right. it could be like in the car or it could be like um just like laying in bed you're like i just need to listen to angry loud music <laughs> but like 
no, I, I feel like I don't have as much to speak into this as you guys. It's just like, yeah. obviously, music plays a part in your emotions. Huge. Right. Um, yeah, so, so like when but... you're angry, boy, you slam the door. It's not a phase, mom. <laughs> exactly. Gosh! <laughs> <laughs> you're not my real dad, Daryl. <laughs> well, yeah, that makes sense. I think um, for me, music plays such a huge part of my life. Like, I literally listen to anything under the sun except stadium country i have a very passionate hate for stadium country um everything else there's some like r&b and pop that i don't like like um like the cardi b's like i don't if the music's just like literally means nothing if there's no meaning behind it i don't throw out the respect it deserves um but but like i am moved by a variety of music like if the Lord of the Rings soundtrack comes on by uh, Howard Shore, I think it is. I start to tear the up. Fields. The fields. I start to tear up or tear up. <laughs> There's a song called On Fire by Riley Ritchie or Rayleigh Ritchie. Um, it, it just gets me pumped up every time. There's certain soundtracks that like I have a, a workout playlist, right? I mean, who doesn't? But when the when certain, yeah, when certain songs come on, music allows me to like flip it to the next level. And uh, and not even in working out, it's like emotions. Like it turns my emotion from a, a eight to a eleven, right? If the right song comes on, and um, that plays into every area of my life. Like um, I think the the best piece of music that I've listened to um, this past year is uh, the band's called the The Devil Wears Prada, and the album is called The Act. The and, great album. Yeah, it's an amazing, amazing album. And every, like, I don't have it often where every song on a whole record um, speaks to me or moves me, but the love and the emotion and the raw feels that these guys put into this album, it just, I was blown away by every single song. I, li- I love not only parts of every single song, but I love every single song. Again, that album is like the culmination of all the work that comes before it, I feel, in a lot of ways. Right, right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is there anything else, Caleb? That, uh... Yeah, yeah. I was just looking through my thing, and there's a few more things that I'd like to mention because there's so many different moods to music that I have, and there's so many different styles that I listen to. And, and like you, the only thing that I can confidently say I genuinely don't like is Stadium Country. It's the one thing that I feel is kind of heartless. Okay, what's the and, difference uh... between Stadium Country and Oh, okay. Country? I'll, I'll explain it, Shane. Normal, yeah, country, normal Country is like a John Denver, right? He's singing. I don't know what that means. John Denver is. Uh, country Road take me home to oh, oh okay i belong yeah. with Virginia, okay. mama but that's <laughs> but then stadium country is these rich uh these rich white boys who who've never worked hard a day in their life and they're like you know big boots cold beer taji uh, Ooh, it's my tractor you know like just yeah. terrible music you're luke yeah. bryan's you're hunter hayes like those guys the Jason, Al- the Jason Aldean. Yeah, don't yeah. let yeah. them continue to mean nothing. To me. <laughs> <laughs> and if you if you love that style of music and you're listening to this right now, go find a different podcast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We don't want your viewership. <laughs> I'm just kidding. To each their own. I just think some of people's owns are stupid. Um, it sounds really stupid. Yeah, but the same thing said about like metal, right? Super into metal, and people are like, "That's nonsense music that doesn't mean anything," and that's what they think. That's their opinion. Um, but yeah, whatever. 
Yeah. Uh, so anyways, um, so that's the only style of music that I don't really vibe with. Um, but in terms of music for certain moods, if I ever want to get pumped up, usually my go-to art, and I don't condone or agree necessarily with all the messages of the bands I'm about to share, but if I want to get pumped up, usually my go-to group is Run the Jewels. Um, Love Run the Jewels. Which is R&B and hip-hop. Um, if I want to be told a story, usually my go-to is Primus, um, specifically the albums uh, Primus and the Chocolate Factory or um, the Desaturated... <laughs> That's a great name for Yeah, that. or the Desaturated 7. Yeah. And the reason I like those two albums specifically are they're a narrative from start to front and it's super experimental. If you don't like music, you would never appreciate this band in general or any of their songs. But if you really enjoy music, if you enjoy um, odd metering, if you enjoy different kinds of just weird experimental stuff then definitely check out primus if, if you like getting weird definitely yeah um, um go ahead no i was just gonna say um i think i'm into indie music a little bit more than you like acoustic indie stuff and um like a while a while back i found the avet brothers that led me or sorry i learned about iron and wine who's a fantastic artist that led me to the avet brothers that led me to um the tallest, tallest man, man, on, man earth. on earth uh he's great artist and uh more recently i found a band called whale bones i don't know if he's a solo artist or not but um he has an album called close all the blinds lock all the doors say no one's home uh it's just an ep but there's five or six songs on there and um uh, everyone just hits very very well like it's the kind of music you'd picture in an indie movie um and I, I would just uh, suggest listeners go listen to whale bones this week. That's my, my music shout out this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some other things that um, I've kind of been vibing into a lot of British, British R and B and hip hop. Um, Crept and spe Conan. Specifically uh, Rayleigh Ritchie for more of the light side. And then uh, I've, I've really been digging Skepta um, on the heavier side of the R and B. Um, along with Bugsy Malone. <laughs> you haven't seen The Gentleman. <laughs> yeah, that's a great movie. <laughs> um, and then if I just want like kind of fun, unadulterated music, usually my go-tos are uh, Volumes, Whitechapel, and Rage Against the Machine. I've been super dinging lately. <laughs> cool. Yeah, yeah, cool. I, I, just, nice. I, uh, I knew a lot of Caleb's music taste. I knew Shane was big into uh, uh, the grunge scene, but I was just curious of what I thought it'd be a cool topic to bring up. Gotta yeah, get no, some for sure. Stone Temple Pilots or something going. Yeah, <laughs> and there, there's so much more music <laughs> that obviously I listen to, and so many different styles that I appreciate. Um, oh, it would take like a month long of podcasting to talk about all the songs yeah. and music that I like. Like one, I one. I can do it probably in like two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> one genre that I actually didn't talk about that I have been listening to a lot lately is uh, jazz swing um and then classical blues those are those are two genres that i've never been super into but that i've recently been having more of an appreciation of and uh specifically um styles that sound like the music from cuphead <laughs> oh. Caleb, Caleb cuphead was kind of my gateway 
Oh, Cuphead's awesome. Yeah. But Caleb is simultaneously like an angsty teenager and a 90-year-old man. He's like, I gotta get me some swing jazz. Ooh, Caleb, if you like like I said, I listen to everything, right? So if you need some good swing jazz, it's specifically called gypsy jazz. Listen to a guy named uh uh Django Reinhardt. Okay. Um, I think I've heard of him. Yeah, he was a uh I think he was a German fella who wrote this music only having three fingers on his uh his fret hand. It's just or maybe it was his drum hand. I forget. But anyways, respect. Mad respect, bro. Yeah. Anyways, we can move on from this topic. Oh, and shout out to Mick Gordon. <laughs> oh my gosh, Doom music. Oh yes. That one of the best most thematic soundtracks to a video game probably ever made. For sure. Which game? Except- uh doom doom 2016 and doom eternal but they 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 frigged over mick gordon and the doom eternal the new one and they ruined his mix completely um so he's no longer going to be working with bethesda specifically on doom so i'm excited to see where he goes and what he does because he did wolfenstein and then he did a song on prey as well which are also bethesda yeah properties yeah. doom eternal didn't slap as much as doom 2016 but no doom 2016 far and away like to from everything that's come after and before i think one of the best thematic um music pieces that's ever been released and i'm not just saying that as a metalhead i'm saying that as a musician um he just nailed it with everything that he did and For they sure. left it they left it pure in the mix in the game they didn't mix it as much to sound different. They left his tones and his originality in it. Whereas, like you said, with Eternal, they they kind of screwed him over with a bunch of stuff there. Yeah. Do you guys ever think about um, what does score do for you in a movie? Oh, that's oh, it's, huge. It's, yeah, it's, it's so big. It's like 50%, if not more. Yeah, I think score and sound design are what bring on the... Uh, 80 percent of the feels right because oh absolutely i watched a few episodes or a few videos on youtube showing horror movies with and without score and without score horror movies aren't scary one bit yeah unless unless but even sound design wise if there's an eerie silence it's not just silence you're hearing it's um a frequency you're hearing it's like yeah um and it's really cool (laughs) yeah yeah sound design is huge in like everything like all uh film and tv and everything and it's crazy the difference it can make like if you were to take music out of uh out of like your favorite movie and take the special like the sound effects out you'd just be like what is this crap it's just like um it would just be a harder watch by far right If, if you want to study uh, what score can do and how it's used effectively. One of the best to do it. And again, I don't condone his movies or what the the movies that he made or the messages that he had behind them. But Alfred Hitchcock was a master at creating sounds and scores that told a story within the the movies themselves. Yeah. Um, the Shining being one of the most you know notorious um, and well known of his. Yeah. Um, but he also has a bunch of other stuff that's like really fitting so much to the point where Eminem thought it'd be cool to steal all of his ideas <laughs> and make a an album based around it. <laughs> I think um if people haven't heard this podcast before, I am like unapologetically the biggest fan of Prometheus. I think it's one of the best movies ever. Um 
and I think a lot, a big percentage of that is the score, right? Because when you have these big sweeping shots of these huge landscapes and the score and the sound design hit, I think that movie nailed and the alien franchise in general nails a, um, a, a soundtrack and a, uh, um, sound design that really, really, really speaks to me. I just want to correct myself because I know someone else will if I don't. I didn't mean The Shining. I meant Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock. I was going to say, I didn't think The Shining was was Alfred Hitchcock. No, that was... uh, Stephen King. No, well, he wrote it. (laughs) um, Wasn't that Shyamalama Ding Dong, whatever his name is? M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Uh, Who who directed or who scored it? Because the original one was way back. Yeah, hold on. Here, I'm going to look it up right now. But yeah, so Psycho, specifically like the the intro slate, um, the sound that he does is, uh, oh, Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick. I don't know who that is. Um, I'm not <laughs> familiar. Oh, he did Doctor Sleep. That's the, that's the new one, right? That's like the quote unquote sequel. Yeah, I think that's the one with the, uh, Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Anyways, I meant Psycho. Alfred Hitchcock, his original, because he had like the old orchestral like st- type of stuff, but he did so much with it that was so revolutionary, specifically for like more of the horror thriller kind of s- side of stuff. Um, but yeah, if you want to study what sound design can do for a movie, his stuff is specifically um, very over and above, especially for the time period that he created those movies in. Cool. That's the end of my piece. <laughs> Where's your mic off? <laughs> yeah, and Marvel was yeah, just barking yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, any final comments on this? I think I think I'm pretty good. No, oh, I'm not good for me. Cool. All right, I'll let you guys decide which who wants to go next. Shane can go next because I I want to close cool. with mine. Oh, okay. what Shane Caleb's gonna like unironically have a game show that he invented? Uh, well, like, you know <laughs> I've, actually, I've got uh, what I've got here is called. Riddle me diddles, the speed riddle race. <laughs> he stole my lucky riddles. Well, 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 <laughs> welcome contestants to Riddle Me Diddles. It's pretty simple. I say a riddle, and whoever answers it first gets a point. All right, I, really, we... I really hope Caleb is going to close the the podcast with his epic riddle game show, and now he's like, <laughs> oh crap, and he's like, he's like searching for for a new topic should no, we yeah. um should we flip-flop tries that way we're not speaking over each other mm, you have to buzz in okay eh. easy yeah <laughs> it's it'll be easy for me to tell whose at is which and yeah um so just, uh, i don't know go to the screen it'll show just, you uh, oh here's what we'll do whoever speaks first goes um but the other person can't interrupt them and then the they can't go until the other person gives a guess of some kind okay that's does that make sense yep yep cool uh, riddle are these? Hmm? No, I was just gonna say, are these like Ryan's riddles that take uh, ten hours to answer? <laughs> no, I just I just googled riddles and I went with short ones. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going with some like thirteen hour albatross takes the entire podcast. Just <laughs> the <to> albatross <laughs> soup. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, these are short ones. Okay. I'm gonna start off with, I'm tall when I'm young and I'm short when I'm old. What am I? My grandmother. <laughs> I kind of want to give points for that because it was true. But no, no. Okay. So. I'm short when I'm old. Um, man, a skyscraper? 
I don't know how that works, but no, no, a skyscraper. Like, isn't... like, cause, a, cause, isn't... like a ruin, a no. ruin. No, no. Hmm. Nathan was closer. Oh, but, but not. That's not a hint. I was just saying. <laughs> generally speaking, his makes more sense. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I'm tall when I'm young. I'm short when I'm old. Mm-hmm. Mm. A glass of water. Ooh. Oh. I'm tall when I'm young. Caleb, if Caleb doesn't I'm get sure. it, I'll give a hint, and then okay. you guys can both chime in at whatever time you want. A tree. No, that's the opposite way. <laughs> <laughs> Trees get cut down when they're old. Um, yeah. Uh, it holds fire. You can both buzz in whenever you want, if you get it. It holds fire. A candle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was, you literally beat me by a millisecond. <laughs> yeah, whatever, smarty. <laughs> whatever, smart guy. Uh, smart all right, guys. Guy. Question number two, or riddle number two. What month of the year has 28 days? All of them. Yeah, Caleb. I was like February. That one I was trying to throw in real fast. <laughs> in real fast to see if we could uh, um, get it in there. Um what is always in front of you but can't be seen? Air. Nope. <laughs> your nose. No, you can see your nose. The future. Future. Dang it. Caleb was right. Uh, I full, need... full discredit, I just Googled these. So if somebody's like, Shane just stole a list of riddles, you are absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> what is full of holes but still holds water? Sponge. Yes. You're not even giving me a chance, bro. Dude, it's whoever answers first, bro. Okay. He's right. That, those are the rules of riddle me diddle. Um, <laughs> what question can you never answer yes to? How are you? <laughs> no, that's not it. What question can you never answer yes to? Are you dead? I mean, te technically, <laughs> but we're going to assume somebody's not talking to a dead person. But you're on okay. the right train of uh, thought. Uh, I have no idea. Do you know when you'll die? That's not it. Um, the person isn't capable of answering. I'll give you a hint. Because of something very natural. When will you be born? Nope. <laughs> yes. A <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, mute um, person. No. Uh, it happens every night. Are you asleep? Yes. Oh. Sometimes I ask Angie that and she says no. <laughs> but never says yes. Uh, so you learned that one from life experience. Yeah, sleepovers. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I've never what... slept with anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> what has to be broken before you can use it? A good mare, a horse. <laughs> no. That's Come a good on, answer. That's, yeah, that's yeah, a good that's answer. Good. I'll give you a half point for that. Yay. What has to be broken before you can use it? There's a lot of things, but I'm looking for yeah, a Yeah, I know. One. Good pair of shoes. 
<laughs> no. <laughs> I'm, That's like, I'm like thinking like the seal on a peanut butter jar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? We're going to pass this one because there's so many things. This is what I get for Googling. I'll get... An envelope seal. Yeah. There's so many things. It's like a glow stick or what's whatever. It, what, what's it's the answer? Egg. They said an oh. egg. I don't oh. like that. That's dumb. Yeah. I changed my mind about that. My answer is better. I'd probably get a full point. <laughs> I like the confidence. I'll give you a full point for that. Yeah. Let me just put your name in there. Um, I'm going to read this one ahead of time to make sure it's not really stupid. <laughs> What's black and white and red all over? Penguin with the okay. sun tan. Uh, there's a one-story house in which everything is yellow. Yellow walls, yellow doors, yellow furniture. What color are the stairs? There are no stairs. Oh, wow. That was fast. Caleb. There are no stairs. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah. Caleb cut out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, My mind wasn't meant for all these diddly riddlies. Uh, we'll do we'll do three more because that'll put you at ten and then okay. I'll tally it up. Uh, what goes up but never comes down? Gravity. <laughs> you know as i was reading this one i'm like there's gonna be a funny answer in here that's why we're uh, going with it what comes up but never goes down what goes up but never comes down <laughs> uh, <laughs> <The lock. laughs> caleb get your mind out of the gutter sorry <laughs> it's like i get it <laughs> what goes up but never comes down Oh gosh. Never ever? Forever. Never ever 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 ever? Never ever ever ever. Oh. Oh you can, no, never mind. You well I was gonna say numbers, but you can count backwards. <laughs> <laughs> that is a hint though. Numbers is a hint? Time. Oh yeah. Mm. Well what about time? Infinity. Nope. Caleb, you got any any ideas based off of Nathan's hints of numbers and time? The year. Nope. It's close to that, though. Put those thoughts together. Specific to you. Or my age. Yeah, your age. Oh. <sighs> I knew. What it. about Benjamin Button? Well, hey, he's <laughs> Well, technically, his down was up, if you really think yeah. about it. Well, he was still increasing in age. He was just becoming younger, like looking. Brad Pitt, right? Oh, yeah. Let me read this one here. Weird movie. <laughs> Weird movie. <laughs> I like this one. Well, I don't like it. I mean, it's tolerable. Uh, a, man, <laughs> a man who was outside in the rain without an umbrella or hat didn't get a single hair on his head wet. Why? It wasn't raining. No, it was raining. It was it was pouring. Wait, can, you, there. Can, you again? can you repeat it? A man who was outside in the rain, there was a lot of rain, without an umbrella or hat, didn't get a single hair on his head wet. He was bald. Why? Yes. Oh, I was just about to say that. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe stop um, being stupid. <laughs> what am Stairs. I gonna use for the last one? Do, do, do. Um Ah, screw it. This is taking too much time. I'm just going to go with this one. What gets wet while drying? Ice? Nope. 
What gets wet while drying? A towel being drunk. There's a towel. Woohoo! Oh, ah. <laughs> Marvel. Jeez. Wow. All right, time to tally up the points. Can you? What mm. get? What gets wet while drying? I don't get it. It was a towel. Oh, you wipe up a mess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. Duh. Mm. Six to four mm. for Nathan, probably. Mm. <laughs> mm. I don't even think your fake point helps. No way. <laughs> It's five to five. Because ah. you got a you got a fake point. You got two, you got a point and a half that were fake. No, my no, answer got, was better. It, it was only the one. He only got the one oh, okay. that was. Uh, I didn't give him a point for his grandmother. Oh, okay. I he only got the the point for the the mayor because I thought it was a stupid stupid riddle. <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna scroll to the very bottom of my list here, and this is the ultimate tie breaking question. Uh, all points are tripled and. You get as many guesses as you want. <laughs> so it's pretty much the same as the rest of the it's thing. Like, who wants the points to be a don't matter. Yeah. We're going right. to get them no matter what. <laughs> the more of this there is, the less you see. What is it? Fog. No. And you don't have to wait for this one. It's a speed round. I also I'm adding that in. Cataracts. No. <laughs> the more no. of this, you, the more of this there is, the less you see. Yeah, Th those are both good answers so far, though. Darkness. Yes, it's darkness. <laughs> you suck, Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> this this week's winner of Riddle My Diddles or whatever I called it is <laughs> Nathan uh, Workman. Uh, 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 uh. A Maybe very undeserving one coupon for a free high five once COVID is over. I'll exchange that for a hug, Shane. Oh, yeah, that's legal now. They made it legal to hug again. Chase. Chase. Perfect. Good job, so Shane. Good a, topic. Oh, Thank you. <laughs> thanks. I'm just going to keep grabbing random things because I don't have anything to actually talk about. <laughs> like, answer my riddles three. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to cross this bridge, whoa. Oh, uh, Caleb, right. should I go to the user submission before we go to you, or should we close out? Uh, no, you can do whatever you want. If you want to go to the user submission, that's good. It's toast yeah. or whatever. Do anything. Okay, I'm going to take my pants off. Um, Perfect. Yeah, uh, we had uh, one user submission on Facebook.com slash toast or whatever. Go give it a like and a follow. Be part it was of kind of short notice, so. It was, yeah. It was. We had to record. We have to double up a little bit because Caleb's leaving for vacation. Maybe we'll record without him, Shane. Maybe. Probably if not, it, maybe. If it, gets, if it gets the most hits, we'll kick him out. Oh, yeah. Welcome to our two-minute episode of Shit oh, yeah. or whatever. What do you want to talk about? I don't know. Oh, <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Thanks, uh, have a good night. Um, so, yeah, it was... It's a um, sci-fi now. Yeah. <laughs> it was a one Matt Michael who said, um, barbecue tips. He's like, I need to know some barbecue techniques. Um, so I know Caleb and Shane don't really cook. Um, but I'll let you guys go first before I take the wheel. So for me, it's, it's not about consistently checking your temperature. It's not about consistently, uh, being anal about everything when it comes to under the hood, you want to go with what you know is right. If you had a good father before you, if you had good people teach you, it's, it's innate talent. 
let me tell you, the first time I slapped burgers on the grill, I had no issues. I was watching my dad do it for years. It was all good. So, uh, yeah, just go with what you feel. Go with what you know. And uh, just make sure your meat isn't still bleeding when you put oh, it on a plate. Unless, you, can, you, can, you can use that someone a lot it. in life. Yes. Don't put bleeding meat on the plate. <laughs> Caleb Workman. <laughs> I... Could not show. disagree more with what you did. Nathan, everything <laughs> oh. I say on the show is followed by I could it's not canon. disagree more. <laughs> I think that's the first time I've said that. No, it's All right, not. I'm, a, I'm about to put Caleb in his place with the real way you do it. All right, listen up, everyone. Here's what you're going to want to do. You know, turn your barbecue up real hot. Like, get it flaming <laughs> hot. Like, as hot as it goes. Then you're going to have the lid closed. Let it get all, all hot up, like heat it up and open the lid back up. Turn it down. Spray some water in there. Get some steam going. Give it a good brushing with the brush. Go find the nicest cut of meat you can find. Open that package up um, and then realize you don't know how to cook. So go to a restaurant and buy a burger. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> maybe order a pizza. Yeah, that's funny. I hope I, uh, I hope I was able to clear that up for you, Matt. Yeah, when Matt Michael, whoever you are, um, there is a, there is grilling techniques you can use, and it's not necessarily go with how you feel, uh, because if you go with how you feel with pork and you cook it wrong, you're gonna kill someone or get them food poisoned. That's not um, true. I've had yes, food poisoning before. It sucks. That pop, yes, guy probably just grilled how he felt at the restaurant. I've <laughs> never cooked bad pork, so <laughs> you've never cooked pork. Uh, yeah that's true so <laughs> so matt do uh, hot dogs grilling... count as pork <laughs> sure <laughs> i've cooked pork then. so matt i know you know how to cook a little bit um but like some basic tips are keep your grill clean um and know your temperatures right uh the one of the biggest parts of cooking whether it be burgers or hot dogs or steak or pork or chicken for that matter is a lot of people don't let it rest afterwards and letting it rest is such an important part. Like sometimes for steak, depending on how hot your barbecue is, you can sear it one minute on each side and you get that nice, those nice lines in your steak. And then you put it on the top rack and just let it cook itself. And even when you take it out of the barbecue or take it out of the oven, however you're cooking your steak, um, that resting time can change it from rare to medium rare, or that resting time can change it from medium rare to well done. And so, so you want to be really, you want to learn how to let meat rest basically and let it cook in its you own. Gotta let, you got to let the meat rest. Yeah, honestly, it, it's, I'm being honest. <laughs> it just sounds funny. It just sounds yeah. funny. Yeah. It's like tuck, tucking it in for a little yeah, nap. You give nap. a little bed, a little bed, put its head on a little pillow. Yeah, because um, uh, certain things you want a little dark, like your weenies when you're cooking wieners. Uh, <laughs> you, you want it. You want the skin to start turning a little bit black, and then when it splits on the end, um, burgers. Um, you don't want to flip them too much. You want them to let bleed up, and it should only take two to three flips. I usually only do cook it once on each side, um, and then after that, you should be good. Um, but a lot of it also is trial and error. Like there are harder things to cook like pork or chicken. Don't be breast. afraid to burn your house down. Yeah. All you got. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully you're barbecuing outside, but um, oh, yeah. learn your temperatures. And if you're having a really hard time with it, you're like, I just can't get it down. Uh, get a little meat thermometer. You stick it in there. You see your temp and then you'll know if you're good or not. 
what is the temp like it just be like man that's hot meat like that's what if if they don't know how to barbecue <laughs> and they take a food thermometer that's what i would do if i was taking yeah. that advice i'd stick it in there be like oh yeah that's warm in there i don't know it's what that like, means but like, oh yeah it's it's warming up the barbecue's doing its thing i know it's that just much. like a little thermometer you stick in and it says like it's done <laughs> oh, oh literally the thermometer says is done yeah yeah like oh uh, really the... i didn't know that no no okay. not i thought it would just be like ah oh, it's 320 degrees oh. in here i'd be like oh thanks thermometer <laughs> that helps me know where we're at. Do you apply barbecue sauce liberally? <laughs> I think Nathan disappeared. He just disappeared. I'll take that must... as a yes. So Matt, you're gonna I'll finish taking over for Nathan here. Yeah. So once you idea. stick your thermometer in the meat and you realize, yeah, oh yeah, this meat, it's it's done. It's 372 degrees. You're gonna slather <laughs> uh your favorite barbecue sauce on there, just give it a good coating. Then crank that temperature up and sear that barbecue sauce in. That's how you get a fine seared barbecue sauce meat. Um, and and, then and, gonna... and like when washing your hair, you want to wash, yeah. and rinse, and repeat. Yeah, yeah. So you'll you want to cook, sear, and repeat. And then you're gonna take some bread crumbs and sprinkle it on top, right on the barbecue there. And then uh, you're just gonna you're gonna hope that things work out. I don't. And then. And oh, then Nathan, what you're, you're back. You're back. Yeah, then, back. Then, we took over. We took over. Then what you'll want to do is use your favorite mercury plated um, <laughs> spatula to take yeah. the meat off. Of put it the on grill. a lead plate. Yeah. <laughs> and then feed your children. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because you never wanted children, Karen. <laughs> they were your idea. So, yeah, that, I think good, <laughs> good culminative effort, everyone. Good job. Perfect. Now you know how to barbecue perfect <laughs> and to kill your children. Yeah. Or not. Or, or not. not. Or not. It's up to you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The choice is yours. Yeah, you brought him into the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Take the rule. Him out. That's the law. We we don't actually condone that message. <laughs> well. <laughs> well. <laughs> maybe well, a little. Yeah. It depends. Uh, are, your, are your kids jerks or are they nice? <laughs> Caleb, what's your topic? <laughs> okay. Before we get like before kicked out of the country, be, yeah. <laughs> before this turns so, into a... so I thought it would be fun, and it, no, it's not a game show, but I came up with a comprehensive list of IPs Riddles. that I know at least one of you care about. Okay, and I'm gonna pit them up against each other, and I want you guys to argue for both of them. You can both have the same opinion, mm. but I want okay. you to go through the pros and cons of each of the the franchises or IPs. And then I want you to pick which one you definitively like better than the other. Okay. And to start Can you us make off, them fight? Can you make them like do like a little battle and tell us who wins and how? No, that's, win? that's your thing. Roll um, a D20. I, I would yeah. never steal your thing from you. So yeah. the first one, I this, one this one mainly goes to Nathan, but <laughs> Shane, feel, feel free to chime in. Cause I know, you know, at least half of this, but specifically for you, Nathan, what is the better property? Lord of the Rings, return of the King. Or Avengers Endgame. Go. Oh, uh, Caleb. Oh, frick you. <laughs> it's it's Lord of the Rings Return of the King, man. How many? Uh, Endgame's great. Don't get me wrong. And it's it's like the 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 the, the summit of like whatever eighteen movies before it or whatever it was. But you can't you can't beat Lord of the Rings, man. Like the acting, the score the the shots the cheesy just, effects 
no, not cheesy. I hold up. <laughs> There's only a little bit of cheese in Two Towers. Um, specifically when Saruman's looking at his army outside and they're just, it doesn't look good. Um, but I'm going to have to go for uh, Return of the King. It's just, it's epic to a whole nother level. And I, you suck for pairing me against Endgame and <laughs> Endgame and um, Lord of the Rings, but I'm going to have to go Lord of the Rings. I'm, okay. I'm going obviously the complete opposite. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to love with you. I've seen all the Lord of the Rings movies, but I can't tell you which one is which because it all just feels like walking simulator 5,000. <laughs> uh, it's like are, they're walking in this movie. Oh, they're doing more walking. Oh, they go to see a King in every single movie. It all feels the same, but I can tell you, Thanos snapped in Infinity War and in Endgame, you know, that's when he got his comeuppance. <laughs> oh, yeah. Very, you, you know, so very, I mean, the movie, they felt like different movies, unlike Lord of the Rings, which felt like a 17 hour long, uh, like, let's go on a hike. <laughs> there was some cool, there was some cool parts of Lord of the Rings. I won't take it away. You know, like when Gandalf falls down the thing and he's like, ah, and the Balrog gets him. <laughs> that's kind of cool. Um, but, you know, Legolas jumping around like a, on rocks that are falling it's like well that's the hobbit that's different it doesn't matter it's all the same walking simulator okay um, but if we're including the hobbit then i'll i'll bring thor the dark world worst movie i've ever oh, seen in my okay life. okay you make a fair point you make a fair argument you make a fair argument like captain yeah. marvel into the captain mix. marvel oh. yeah oh. yikes okay um that's a fair point <laughs> but you know thanos was was pretty cool thanos was pretty cool dude all right Figo Mortensen for Frodo. Tears down my face instantly. <laughs> for Frodo. It made you it made it sound like you thought Vigo Mortensen was Frodo. Yeah. No, because <laughs> Vigo Mortensen, Aragorn, is staring into his doom. We only have a handful of soldiers left against the hordes, the massive hordes of Mordor, and there is oh, no Frodo. Hope. They they have zero hope going into this battle. Zero hope, Shane. Zero hope. And what that Aragorn does is one. he look he looks at Sauron, he sees the eye, he looks at the army, he looks down, and he has that moment whether he's gonna cave to fear or whether he's gonna fight. And he looks back at his army, he gives a faint smile, and he says, For Frodo. And he's the first one running into battle. And, and then tears just explode out of my face. Explode out of my face. Yeah, but Nathan, but did you if see you're that using Thor? <laughs> also yeah. also nathan i think you're forgetting one thing if you want to compare a similar scene avengers assemble oh dude if oh, you're yeah. if you're telling me that open up oh yeah if you're telling me that that captain america moment where he straps the shield on and he's like all right even if i'm by myself i'm gonna fight it if that wasn't influenced by return of the king yeah that's true <laughs> i'll be a monkey's uncle because that nathan i'm 100%. i'm on your side i'm just being sorry i'm just so here. you know how passionate i am about <laughs> yeah no. so i'm like i'm like yelling in my mic i'm grabbing it like i grabbed the mic when i did metal shows I, that's what that clanking <laughs> <sound is. laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just get, I get so excited about Lord of the Rings. So excited. Okay, are ready for the next one? Yeah, yes. Okay, Dragon Ball Z versus My Hero Academia. Shane, you can start the conversation. Yeah, I've never really watched. Is My Hero Academia the one that you made us that we watched the movie of? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I see. Like, that's the only experience I've had with it. It was good. I really liked it, but that's my only like. But I grew Shit. up on Dragon Ball, so I, it's like a no contest. It's not like yeah. A fair. Yeah. I can I explain? Can I give you the My Hero pitch, Shane? 
Oh yeah, yeah. I thought it was a cool show. Like, I think oh it's yeah, cool I, I know, I know you would have one hundred percent like it. It's uh, oh, yeah. it's X Men done perfectly. Oh, in, nice. in a world where mostly people are mutants and they have quirks and superpowers, yeah. and it's training these kids to become the next, yeah, the next heroes, right? The next generation. Yeah. Um, it's really cool, and I, I, I love Dragon Ball Kill. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't gotten to Super yet, um, but you know, Goku's awesome. The stories, the some sagas are a lot weaker than others. Yeah, um, like anything, but I'm gonna have to go with my hero here. Just a more well balanced um, universe, in my opinion, where the answer isn't necessarily punch harder all the time like i i could see that i won't argue it like yeah, yeah. um because like it seems like it's a little more i love dragon ball but like it seems like it's it does have its moments where like when you're a kid you're a little more forgiving of the like 13 episodes where goku charges up and like, yeah. runs down snake way for you're like oh he's gonna oh, make it worst, he's yeah. gonna make it and like yeah you also have to kind of give it credit for the time that it came out of. I mean, oh, that's sure. this is a oh, show yeah. from like the eighties. Right. And yeah. then oh, yeah. it's up against a modern new, like, Absolutely. especially, especially in an American market where we've kind yeah. of been able to test and see, whereas and, dragon ball was like the first, the, the other yeah. thing too, is that came out when it was like syndicated television. So it yeah. was like a weekly thing. It wasn't like you could go and binge watch them all on Netflix or like yeah. box sets, which makes it more apparent now of like that charge up time. But yeah, when they had to like sure. push out the episodes for like weekly content, they would have to put that in to just make it so you could get through. Like, yeah. So that they could produce enough. So it's like yeah. when you watched it every week, you didn't really notice like, oh, it's like taking long for this to happen because it was just yeah. like you would be like, oh, oh, what's going to happen next week type of thing. Yeah, for sure. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, I love both properties. I just yeah. for me personally, my hero. Uh, yeah. OK, next one. This one I'm interested to hear. I think I know what you guys will answer, but I'm curious to see if you guys surprise me. Okay. The Fast and Furious franchise versus the Mission Impossible franchise. Mission Impossible 100%. I don't like either, really. Like, I'll go watch (laughs) the movies. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay, that was, you know, a fun, like, eye candy movie of just, like, explosions and fast cars and stuff. But like, I don't know, like I'm, I'm, I guess Mission Impossible. I'm trying to think of like the most recent one that came out. The most recent one was pretty good. That was where yeah. Tom Cruise broke his ribs on like in doing the movie, right? Yeah, he broke his ankle yeah, or, yeah. His leg or something. Like, yeah, because yeah, he, he was jumping from like a building or something. And that was pretty yeah. cool. And you got to yeah. give it to Tom Cruise for like doing all the crazy crap Tom Cruise does. For sure. I think that's one of the big reasons I like um, the Mission Impossible series better is because, you know, when they're skydiving, that's practical. But Dom, yeah. Dom Toretto cannot jump a car off a cliff and swing on a car like Tarzan uh, to the other side of the cliff. And it just it just ripped the axle out and you just yeah. Died. And they're they're fun. They're whatever. Right. But yeah. Fate of the Furious was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Yeah. I remember seeing <laughs> I remember seeing one scene. I can't remember which one it was, but like they like throw like a car through like they goes like in this like spinning through a helicopter. And then there's like a grenade that they leave when the car goes through the helicopter like thing. And I'm just like. All right. I mean, this is just silliness. <laughs> like, it's just, it's beyond like action movie. And it's just like, this is just silly. <laughs> yeah. I, I, but it's funny, Caleb. I think uh, Mission Impossible to MI3 are like, yeah. But then when Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout happen, I'm like, let's go. Like, 
these are awesome. Whereas, yeah. whereas uh, Fast and Furious, like it has cool parts overall, but they are what they are. Um, yeah. So yeah, I'll have to vote uh, Mission Impossible. Gotcha. Okay. This uh, this one. Dark Souls might... versus Cuphead. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was gonna do that one, but I know the answer to that. Yeah. One. Um, do you? This... I don't think yeah. you do. Dark Pokemon. Souls. Uh, it'd be a close fight. But yeah, <laughs> but but it's Dark Souls. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> but yeah, it's Dark Souls. Um, <laughs> I don't think okay. you do answers it right. Well, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this this one could hurt some feelings. Okay. Nathan Workman as a DM or Caleb Workman as a DM. Oh, oh! I refuse to answer. I'm not answering this. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer. Yeah. Well, I I do have. I will come up with a, an answer that is. Caleb Caleb Workman, I think, is an overall better DM because he's a better storyteller, whereas Nathan Workman is a better world builder. That's my answer. Yeah. Okay. But it, yeah, it's my, you. It's you, by so it's it, It's tough for me because I only played your campaign while I was out west. Right. So I was like digitally. So I didn't get like the full like experience. So that's tough. Um ah i i don't even have like it like i mean i feel so engulfed in both of your worlds and both of the characters you create are so cool that it's like uh, i don't even i don't even know i think okay this is what i think i think nathan enjoys playing more and caleb enjoys dming more i could be wrong and i think that shows through a little bit more in the way that they they like both of you play the game so like when nathan is tony morgan he gets so (laughs) into that one character that like it's so funny and like i think nathan's really good at building that one character thoroughly out and caleb just excels like i remember that one time we went to that shop to buy clothes for aiden (laughs) and like i was in tears because caleb's characters were so freaking funny and it was like i feel like caleb's really good at putting the dots together between all the different places and things and trying to get us on track Um, but i I think you Go ahead. I think you really excel at like creating those like individual characters and getting thoroughly into the character. Yeah. Where Caleb, Caleb can like pull it back a little bit. Right. Caleb's track. Very, Caleb's very good at like uh when the wheel's spinning and he has to make a connection from A to B and he doesn't have a lot of time to do it. But yeah. To make it make sense and fit inside of that world, Caleb's Caleb's really good at that. They call the, me no plot hole, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. The the number of times Caleb's had to like like create systems because we don't do things that we definitely <laughs> should do or we I, do things that we definitely shouldn't i feel bad for him i mean so we got to play D again it's been yeah i know 100 percent. i mean caleb majora masked us i don't know if it was part of the campaign design or if we butchered it that bad he's like all right i gotta come up with a restart for these fellas <laughs> oh so, yeah yeah and our, yeah but also uh, I do have to give Caleb props because when I left for out west, he left my character in this like super ambiguous state, and I almost cried. Like I, legit, oh, it was like, I was almost, I was almost in tears. Like it was, it was like better than watching a movie. The story, yeah. it was beautiful. Yeah. So I will tell you guys yeah. this because um, it doesn't really affect the story anymore. Uh, the reset was always kind of part of the story. Oh, okay. You guys just uh, hit, you guys hit it a lot sooner than I thought you would. Oh, wow. um oh, so we wow. were doing so we're ahead right. of the curve yeah we, <laughs> so, were just, we skipped so, entire dungeons caleb's like there's a dungeon we're like we go yeah. around it we're like, <laughs> you, guys, you guys we're like, literally did two. that yeah. i know um but i was the only one who wanted to go in there but there are going to be consequences because of what how fast you 
um came across this but if we ever there's play there's, again yeah there's also other things in line to kind of expand on what exactly happened and there's so much story that you guys miss out on because all of you guys just run amok so many oh, times oh yeah the most <laughs> random things happen in our campaigns. like the the fact that chad and uh what's his name from kyle. the cl- kyle from chad the clothes shop are the most expounded on characters <laughs> is just awful <laughs> That's so funny. Ryan is the fire uh, inspector. Yeah. <laughs> Does this shop have any back doors? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Well, you gotta you gotta have some of those because Ryan's like Ryan's a like a a rogue and he's like trying to sneak in to like steal stuff and he's like he's like I go in through the back door. Caleb's like there is no back doors. <laughs> Ryan's like I go in through the front door. Hey, I'm the fire inspector. I noticed there's no there's back no doors. back doors here. That's a hazard. Man, and that's, like, the kind, I, that's the kind of stuff that we get caught up on. I'm telling you, man, <laughs> we so should, we sh- we should still make a a show of like what Critical Role does, like streaming and D and D. And oh, have, I would do that in a heartbeat. And then like Me once too. a week or whatever, or once a month, whatever it is, have a a post show saying like the story, the annals of the stories, or something like that. And like just, have Caleb go over all the have, things that we should have, like, have done and missed. Certain, certain story beats that we just recap. It would be so yeah. fun. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. We gotta get we gotta get a couple of the guys who would be dedicated to do this on a weekly basis. Yeah, that's the thing. Like like absolutely dedicated. Because I would love nothing more than to do this every single week. Right. And yeah, I think I just wanted to say one thing about Nathan as a DM. He like like we said earlier, he puts so much love and care into the characters that he creates. Yeah. Um, oh, Bjorn and Vicky. I was just about to bring up Bjorn and Bjorn Vicky. and Vicky. He had so much backstory and so much to say about those yeah. characters, and we all like literally in our campaign we saw them for maybe ten minutes. Yeah, and like, but every question, every detail about like their lives that we were to know, and even the things that we didn't ask and didn't know, Nathan had yeah. answers for all of those things. Dude, and it, that's that's so impressive as a DM because it's so hard every to character. create that many that much backstory, let alone like when you're doing one character playing as a character, it's one thing, yeah. but when you're doing it for every character that you come across in a campaign, it's so yeah. much more impactful it, when you have conversations with character. Those. Yeah. yeah. And like the way you started all of our characters off, like in their different scenarios was so amazing and even the fact that the campaign isn't going the way that we thought it like would start it like started in like a weird place and i think caleb and i are piecing together a little bit of where it was going or where it is going right but like it was so unique and that was really cool oh thanks yeah it's cool um i really hope we get to play that campaign i know we will yeah because I, I think i told you guys before i have a map upstairs like this whole world fleshed out and like on my free time if i'm like bored or not doing anything like i know where you guys are in the world right now yeah so yeah. I've, I've made like cities and capital cities and i actually write out history economy the gods the races and like yeah. those characters like bjorn and vicky i had their shop planned out to detail in my head like there's something hiding in here uh if if you charm this person certain deals come up you know like and everything's flushed out where these characters wow. have specific things where it's like it kind of reminds me like oh vicky's vicky loves turnips if you would have brought him turnips he would have had this not to that like level of yeah, yeah, yeah. an example but yeah i i wow. like i said i love world building and i love yeah real, i think it's I like, like when it's living when it's living and breathing i i really appreciate it 
Yeah, and if there's any aspiring DMs out there that are listening to this podcast, you can never have enough detail when you're writing a campaign, writing characters, whatever it is. The more you put into it, the more your players will get out of it. Even if they miss certain things, it's still worth it in the long run. And the nice thing about being a DM is you can always pull things back or you can bring characters to where they weren't necessarily supposed to be um, so that you can still have similar experiences in different areas. Um, that's one thing that I love about DMing is the ability to not only create, but to, um, alter a a world in a story and narratively drive it in even ways that you don't expect. And I think that's one thing that I, I excel at is if you don't do a certain thing, I'll still make sure that thing happens at some point. Right. And uh, I think that's a really important tool. Like you can do all the prep work and, all that crazy stuff for hours and hours and hours. But if you can't um, go on the fly, like I have to every time I sit down with you guys, <laughs> um, there, there's no point in doing it. You have to be able to adapt because your players will always surprise you. Your players will also, will always do things that you never would expect because you as one person can only be so prepared for so much. Yeah. So uh, always be prepared, always be able to fly off the cusp and then always have your main narrative at the center um, of everything that the characters do. Because if you go too far off on a side quest or if you go too far off the beaten path, that's where you start having to create like so much that it doesn't matter anymore. The main quest becomes secondary. And uh, a lot of the things that you need your characters to do will kind of fall to the wayside and you'll be doing something that isn't as fun, isn't as well thought of because you're just trying to cover... um, what your characters are doing uh and there's nothing wrong with taking control as a dm and forcing them into a situation with uh alternative techniques or um putting roadblocks in the way the the characters won't care as long as it's done um thematically and in a way that fits the story itself yeah, yeah. and i and i real quick i would suggest that anybody who wants to get into playing D or just wants to learn more go honestly go type in critical role on youtube or on twitch oh yeah and watch matt mercer in the cast it is in my top three pieces of media and entertainment that i love yeah. consuming critical Ano- role is like really my, cool my favorite thing in the world i love another it. great resource that helped me a lot um college humor has uh it's called dimension 20 no well there's their campaign but they also have a oh. podcast where they talk about different things in D&D, such as character creation, uh, world building, and it's hosted Brendan Lee Mulgan. Brendan he's Lee Mulgan. Awesome. He's awesome. He's such a good he's, DM. He's my favorite DM of all time, like better than Matt Mercer, better than uh, anyone else that I've ever seen. He's he's my number one DM of all time. Um, and he goes through a lot of the stuff that he does that he thinks that he prepares for campaigning and for doing all this different stuff within his worlds. And if, if you watch his stuff, he is top tier in in dming and creating a story and creating a world and i mean he has multiple resources and all the time in the world to create these things but he does it in such a way that you'll never forget the stories that he kind of creates and how he adapts to what his characters do because the the players that he plays with are very similar to the people that i play with where they're off the cusp they'll they'll try and destroy your campaign any way they can (laughs) And, and just like they'll they'll dig into the roots that you know, a casual or normal D&D player wouldn't do. How'd we get on this topic? 
Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, who's the better? Who's the better? Yeah. yeah. So to answer the question, you guys tie, and I refuse to say anything <laughs> other than that because you're both amazing, and also we need to play D and D again because oh, yeah, I know. I'll, I'll break the tie and give it to you, Kim. <laughs> I'll break the I'll break that breaking of the tie and give it to you, Nathan. Mm, it's a tie again. <laughs> you, know what, you know what? You're right. I'll give it to me. <laughs> yeah, I changed my mind. <laughs> wow, that was a long game. Um, we love I, you. I, I, have <laughs> more, I have more, but we can save that. That can be a re- reoccurring thing. Yeah, I think I don't know how we are on time. Oh, we're exactly oh. like an hour in. We're oh, okay, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Do uh, any of you guys have anything else that you want to talk about before we sign off? D and D and how our friends don't play. Anymore. Yeah, I, I want to play. Bunch of wieners. Oh, uh, stop having real lives with families and stuff. Yeah, just quit life and play. Oh, yeah, we should just quit our jobs. Let, let's the three of us quit our jobs and we'll just do D and D full time. Okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Uh, that that sounds like a pretty organic end to the podcast. Uh, once again, I want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening to Toast or whatever. Thanks, guys. Um, we're excited to continue the conversation. Like I said, go to Facebook, uh, look up Toast or whatever, give it a like, start being part of the community. Make um, a Wikipedia page for us if you want. Yes, uh, Wiki Feet. My my, my yeah, feet are we size will send, eleven. We will send pictures of our feet if. Yeah. I <laughs> um, <laughs> also, go to YouTube and go like Shane Morris. Um, awesome content all of the time, and listen to Galcast Game of the Weekcast, uh, a weekly podcast that Caleb and I do, um, where we just talk about games and how they move us and how we why we love them. Also, follow the page for. Um, Gowcast as well. Okay, yeah, we take we take suggestions and we uh, are trying to also develop the community there um, to be able to include you guys more and also take your suggestions and games that you want us to play or want us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. So until next time, you've See ya. been toasted. <laughs>